little disclaimer that I, Mystic, am an employee of Wizards of the Coast on the D&D team. I love D&D, don't you? Last time on Utopia, the party was split. Marcus and Livy looking through the bookish brow for information on how to remove a parasitic host from a person. While Scylla, Livy, and Godfrey were at the cottage, Sibba and the satyr woman trying to name the party. Morgus runs to the bookish brow to ensure that the friends make it back to the cottage, and tough conversations happen. After a small argument, Sibba decides to try to communicate with the satyr woman, and all goes a little wry. That is where we find the party. You all hear the commotion. Morgus launches this magic missile. He watches the doorknob falls off, but the door holds. Um, and that is to Godfrey. Uh, Godfrey will scooch his chair out and get up. Uh, walk over to the door and knock on it. <laughs> Say, uh, Ziba, is everything all right in there? <laughs> Sorry, you just... Morgus just blew off the door handle and you're just like, hello, are you okay? He'll, like, Godfrey will give Morgus the stink eye as he goes. Well, he won't because he's in a mask, but he'll, like, turn his face and look at Morgus as he walks by and knocks on the door. <laughs> and that'll be the end of my turn. <laughs> I love you. I love you uh, so much. Avis, that's to you. You can respond to Godfrey. Can I get out of this grapple? You can, you can try. Give me. I'm sorry, that's be... not the priority there, Gavra. You'll get a response at a later. And a post athletics no check. Worries. Okay, let's, I, you know I'm not using these digital dice. I'm using my actual dice. This is looking. I roll well on initiative. Ridiculous. Okay, that's literally not much better. But 17. Yeah, you bust out. Um, do you respond to Godfrey? I'm going to try, like, in the nicest but also most assertive way possible, similar to what I have personally done to my younger siblings before. Like, grabbing her, kind of her head, trying to cradle it, but also, like, you have to look at me. Mm -hmm. And just be like, you need to calm down. They're not going to be happy if you're acting like this. You need to calm down and, like, kind of stroke back the satyr's hair around the horns. Great. Um, that's not backing down yet. I you, have not been physically injured. Yep. Everyone hears that as we go to Scylla. Scylla gets up from her chair. Godfrey. And she gestures mm -hmm. and kind of moves her hand for him to step out of the way. What are you planning on doing? Uh, Scylla was going to try and body the door open to break the lock. I don't think that's necessary yet. You've got to respect privacy in the process. You does did that not sound a bit like? I asked if she needed anything, and she has not called out for help yet. I'm we could be ready, but we shouldn't be intrusive. Scylla's gonna put her hands up. Let's respect and back away. I'll give you the same respect. Yep. <laughs> Great. Do you want to do anything? Nope. Else? That's my turn. That's Morgus. Okay, so what I've heard so far is a scuffle on the other side of the door. I can identify it as that. 
Um, I know that Scylla wants to knock the door down. Um, and based on what I've heard before, is it reasonable to assume that Z Ziba is in some sort of trouble here? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna, uh, kind of like I have before, just pull, um, like, Morgus will lift his hand, um, and pull back on, a sort of a gold thread that comes out of nowhere, and then release it. I'm gonna cast Magic Missile one more time. Yeah, roll that damage. <sighs> okay. Uh, six damage. Great. The, the lock falls to the ground and because they're now moved away from the door, the door just kind of moves a few inches towards you all. It opens towards the main living room, uh, but it doesn't like fall open or anything. You can't see inside yet. And would an insight check on Godfrey be a free action or not? Yeah, it'll be opposed. Okay. Um, I would like unless to you see just if, want it to be um, open, Adam. I don't know what you're trying to gain from him. What would you like to know, Morgus? If he is acting abnormal or not, if if his calmness about the situation is atypical. Yeah. What did you roll? Uh, that is a 14. Would be... <sighs> you decide, Adam. I trust you. Uh, it's hard to gather in the moment, right? He knocked on the door and asked. We know that Zippa stormed out because she was giving her opinion and everyone else was against her. Godfrey spoke up to be on her side on it instead of being against the with the rest of the table on this. You think that Godfrey's trying to stand firm with Zippa's decisions and respect them as she would respect Scylla's or Marcus's or Lady's decision and not take into account her age for the fact. She went up and against the door and we heard her. Godfrey asked if she needed help and got no response, and instead heard the response of her trying to solve the thing with the satyr lady herself. So Godfrey's trying to respect that space and be ready to go in when Ziba calls for help. Like, he's not standing idly. Like, he has a hand on his sword and he's ready to go in. But he's giving that space. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Cool. That's to Livy. The, the lock has... Uh, sorry, just kidding. That's to me. It's the satyr woman. Um, Avis, you... Or Ziba has the satyr woman's face in her hands. And she is pleading with this woman. It's now, as you look at her face, it's not just the eyes, like the pupils that turn black, the whites are engrossed in black as well. And two big snake-like fangs grow from the woman's mouth and a forked tongue slides out as it looks at you. Needs you to give me an opposed athletics check if you're going to try to continue to hold on to her face. Oh, I'm, I don't feel like I have... I'm not going to force her to let me cradle her face if she doesn't want me to, so I would let go. Okay, great. You let go, and she takes a few steps back and then, like, looks back at you like she's ready to It's to not a, an aggressive hold. It's just like a... Yeah, yeah. Hey, calm down. At this point, she's full... You get the sense that she is full cornered prey mentality. She even kind of moves her head like a cobra would to get you to stand down. Then I will crouch to the floor if it's not my turn, but I'm it's trying to turn. look as unmenacing as possible. Yeah. As <laughs> um, so we head to Livy, Livy, you don't hear any more commotion. The door is cracked open and you see your friends around you in different stances of 
action. Olivia is going to take out his sword. He doesn't see this, right? And he's going to Ziba. Do you want us to come in? Everything's fine. <laughs> That's what you hear. Okay. Come out when you can, please. You said to chat. We're having a chat. <laughs> All right. At that point, we'll head to Godfrey. Do you take any action? Or are you still just waiting? I will ready action to dash into the room if Ziba needs help. Great. We head back to Avis. I'm going to try and look as unmenacingly as possible. (laughs) And I'm going to try and give him the crayon back. (laughs) I don't like the mysterious rolling. You watch Mm. as the whites of her eyes come back. The fangs and the tongue disappear. She just looks at you. She doesn't take the crayon. She just looks at you. Are you okay? No response. Not even like a hiss or a shasha. Is... She looking at me in the sense of like her eyes are in my direction, but unfocused. No, she's actively looking at you as far as you can tell on a creature whose entire like iris and pupil are black. I'll still approach with the crayon and like gently close her hands around it and then just stroke her head over time. Be like, are you all right? The rest of the black in her eyes fades away. Sha sha sha. It's okay. We all have bad days. She grabs the crayon and turns towards the wall again. As we are out of initiative. So we'll just slowly open the door and be like, why did you have to blow the door handle off? What happened in there? Well, she got a little upset when I took her crayon, similar to any kid would. It's totally the same as any child. (laughs) You need to tell us exactly what she did and what her symptoms were. Oh, are you going to actually listen to me this time? I am listening to you. Are you lying to me or yourself? No. You are giving me an attitude. I am listening to you and I am respecting your opinion. Every time I don't tell people what they want to hear, it's I'm giving an attitude. This point. Because I don't just blindly agree. The big clock that the turtles left in this house goes, dong. Five times. 5 p.m. Another day almost gone. I'd like to take her back to the court. They could watch her until we're ready. But she's not going to be the guinea pig. We will find a better way to help. We agreed with that while you were in the room. Oh, and now you tell me. (laughs) You were addressing Livy at first. This is the first possible moment I could have told you. You're right. Sorry, Godfrey. Godfrey nods. Uh, What do you all think about the court? Should we take her there or should we just let her be here in our space? I think that she should be at the court. She can't be alone. I think you're welcome to invite Weaver to make that decision. 
Well, she was there before. Oh, we didn't tell her we took her from... Oh. How much up-to-date are we keeping Weaver on things? Is anyone sending in, like, a report? So, are we supposed to do that? Aren't they, like, our supervisor? I believe you were at the court this morning, weren't you? So, you were in the room when uh, Libby gave Weaver the full download of what had happened, and the crown was placed on her head and all of that. Yeah, but, like, we didn't update her after we kind of, like, broke her back out of the mental hospital and then took her back around here. Yeah, that's because yeah, that it's was only been a single day. The same day. It's only been a few hours. Damn. So, that would just bring her back and go, that didn't work out. <laughs> they were full. No room. So they said, bring it back when they had a, uh, an occupation work. I would say that Godfrey and Morgus <laughs> would know that what Scylla has said is the case like weaver you can take her there but that's not a guarantee that weaver's going to keep her and you would almost guess that weaver probably won't because this has nothing to do with a court mission well it affects me helping with the court mission <laughs> god for you look over you see garakaya sitting on the sill just outside the house We should get going. Still in odds. Puts her hands on her her hand on her sword and gestures out. Bitsy flies back, Morgus, at this point. Appearing in the window next to Garakaius. After you had dispelled her earlier this morning to go figure out if you could get help from the court and send a message to the court on what you all were doing. Oh, hello, dear. Um, I'll, uh, beckon her inside. What did you find out, love? Yeah. She'll communicate directly with you, Morgus, um, There's a lot going on over there today. I'm sorry it took so long. That's all right. Um, it seems that all the adventurers have been turned away now. And Gahesh has informed Weaver that there's to be a trial tomorrow. Trial? For who? Do you know? Someone named Fern has been taken and accused of the illness of the princess. Oh dear. But do I recognize who Fern is? Yeah. Fern is the elvish woman that you always see Gahesh canoodling with at the court. She's also a druid. Oh. Okay, thank you. They caught her on the second story of the castle. In her bedroom. I think Morgus will sort of reach up to his forehead a bit and uh, like when you put your fingers on your forehead and you uh, you expand them from the center out and then pull back in a couple times. Um, oh, I, that's, uh, that's not good. Is there anything more? She said, well, she left a note and she kind of, Bitsy kind of sticks out her little leg. <laughs> And you take it, and it just reads, it just reads, kind of busy, help the princess, W. Oh, thank you. I think Morgus will uh, take the note and read it. His brow is going to be pretty furrowed. Um, he's going to close his eyes. 
for a little bit and just uh, give yet another sigh. Mm -hmm. um, did did Bitsy say if uh, she saw the line of adventurers up at the castle waiting to help the princess or not? Um, was that where the adventurers were being turned away? She just said adventurers are being turned away. Um, um, if you pressed her further on that, as you both were te like communicating telepathically, she wouldn't really know. That's just what she overheard there. Yeah. I think Morgus uh, just kind of looks up. We should go help the princess. Weaver's given us that priority. The satyr woman comes back out and grabs that... <laughs> like looks around the kitchen area and like grabs that magic jug and kind of goes, Chasha! and then you see it, her hands kind of like shrink down as the weight of it gets a little heavier. She pours some like white goo in her mouth and heads back to the bedroom. <laughs> I think she'll be fine. <laughs> if anyone can provide the rope, I can 100% guarantee at least I can scale the walls up. Um, of the castle. So even if they turn us away. Great. It is decided that you all will head to the castle. Um, all right. Any planning or chatting that you all would like to do as you walk to the castle? It has stopped raining, but it's still just this cold kind of f almost foggy evening. In late spring. <sighs> All right. We're gonna try getting into the castle. Did Garakaius have anything else? He's just flying with you. Unless you want to specifically go talk to him. Probably wouldn't specifically go talk to him right now. I would say, though, that the rest of the party, he's not being discreet. So Scylla mm -hmm. specifically had noticed Garakaius earlier in the day and would definitely clock that he's still flying with the party. The, the party. She's watching him. I'll explain it all once we're done with this business. I didn't ask. She You're keeps looking. an eye on Garakaius. Mm -hmm. I'm saying it without you asking. She nods. I think it's nice you've got a friend. I mean, Betty's pretty great. Does he give out poems? Are you uh, writing buddies? Something like that. I head through that sounds the nice. thieves thicket. There are a few more people out than normal, kind of peddling and saying that they're fortune tellers or sale selling things or asking if someone wants to head inside, that kind of a thing. You make your way through and up towards the gates of the castle. And Godfrey, having been here earlier today, you very much notice the muddy street, the erosion of the road where people were once standing, but the lack of a line in front of the gate that is now closed. There's a two guards standing in front of the doors that open away from the castle. They're about 20 feet tall, made of solid wood. Okay. So they're not letting adventurers in. So it's probably best if we take some sort of angle, right? Tell them that we have more information. Maybe we have a way to prove innocence before the trial. Something like that. Or I could scale the walls, drop a rope, and we can just do our mission that way. That's an option. That is an option. No one's so going to want to prove backup innocence. Plan in case. They have an easy cleanup, and they just want to hear what they want to hear. Well, 
another angle, at least that I can think of, is even if they may have found someone they believe is guilty, that doesn't change the princess's condition. We could simply claim to know how to... Uh, it's a bold claim, but how to fix it. Our condition does explain why she has druidic powers, and it would, I believe, clear up that a druid did it to her. But whether they would believe us is another story. That goes into the convincing. Hmm. I could, we could name drop Thunder. He's pretty respected. And he was there to confirm. Yeah. What's everyone's passive perception? Good. That's a great question. Twelve. Fifteen. Nine. Uh, I think I have a ten in wisdom, so I think I have a twelve. Godfrey, as you're standing here, you're positioned among your comrades in a way that you can see the second level of the castle over the wall. And you watch, something catches your eye as a body moves past the light of one of the lit up windows. And just as you look up towards where that was, you see the visage of what could only be King Thedonis change into a dark-haired man wearing a black suit with tails and nice black shoes as they walk across the window. So I saw King Thedonis turn into this other man? Yes. What? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Godfrey does exactly that. He says what, and then he puts his hand on the temple of his mask and kind of rubs his head for a second. All right. I swear I just saw King Thedonis transform into another man in the second story level of that window. Like metaphorically or like literally? Like literally, but. Oh, we got all the info. Don't worry. We read a book. (laughs) Right. I trust you to do the talking. All right. All right. You all walk up to the guards at the gate. Hello, gentlemen. We are adventurers, and we believe we have a cure for the princess's illness. No more adventurers inside the building. We are aware of this. Um, we have visited earlier today. Um, we went to the mark. We also have some colleagues in the college who can confirm this, uh, specifically a thunder. We do not believe she, a druid, did anything to her, but we believe she is possessed. <laughs> What what what's that? And you explain it to him, and the other guard looks over and looks back at you, and they both seem a little scared after you describe what it is. Uh, one one second, and you see them walk over to your left hand side of the gate and climb up a ladder to the top of the wall, where there is a little command center. Um, you see him talking to someone else. The other guard just stands there, like eyes kind of wide, staring at you all. Listen, um, my friend, the worst thing that can happen is that we go in and we all die. 
which is ha- what happened to every other adventurer before. Before you keep going, you don't have to convince me. Um, this is my second day. I'm, I'm just... Um, if you can just hold on for a little till he comes back, yeah. that would that would be. Uh, what is what is your name, friend? It's Gregory. Gregory, I'm sorry you had to, you had such a stressful time to be a guard. Oh, it's uh, it's my it's my service. Uh, what happened to the guy just, before you? Uh, I don't know. I think maybe he enlisted in the Abkenor army. You, you must don't be know, Trey, you know, whose position you're taking over and you didn't talk to them about the job and if you liked it. No, just, uh, it's only my second day. I just got out of school in my mentorship and my training. Good for you. You had to go to Thank school you. for this? Oh yeah, four years and then four years of mentoring. I'm glad I took the shortcut. At this point, the guy's crawling back down the ladder to the gate. All right. But only you. He nods to the guy and they open like a normal humanoid sized door in the gate to let you all through the gate towards the castle. And he says, as you enter through, they know you're coming. And then he closes the door and locks it behind you as you enter. Silla, in the morgue, I did see she was capable of heating up armor. Metals. Right. Also, if what you saw is accurate, accurate, Godfrey, I think we should be careful of more than the princess. What does Scylla, how does Scylla react to Godfrey's statement? <laughs> I mean, this is either going to be something we succeed at or I'm going to get really attached to this new armor or lose built me. Charming. Either way, I mean, we're here now. You make it to the front door. And as you walk up the few steps, it opens. And there is a furbolg looking individual with bluish fur and dark black hair wearing a black uniform with tails and sparkling black shoes. He opens the door and waves his arm towards the entryway as if for you all to come in. Is this the same dress as the man that I saw the king turn into? It is. But I didn't see him turn into a furball, right? It was pretty far away. I don't know that you would have like caught that okay. you caught what they were wearing. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> Welcome into the Green Castle. Uh, my name is David, and I am told you think you can heal the princess. Yes. Um, Fantastic. Um, At this point, then, I'm going to have to ask for any weapons you have on your person. Why? Why? Yes, the princess has been killing people. Healers do not need to harm. This is a castle. This is a sacred place. The princess has been murdering people every day. Listen, you can you, give me you, your weapons or you can leave. Can I? And you see the so guards from leave. outside that have been surrounding the castle begin to walk up the steps behind you. Morgus undoes the dagger from his belt. Silla <laughs> shrugs and starts undoing her the scabbard and uh, and hands it over. Thank you. Nope, Thank like you. no concern registering on her face. Godfrey pulls the concealed silver short sword out 
takes off his bandolier of darts, uh, takes out two daggers that he's had hidden in his boots. <laughs> Thank you. I will only hand over my grid sword and my javelins. Thank you. Yeah, I, I hand over my short bow and short sword. Thank you very much. Would you like to go directly to her, or is there anything else you need before you go? No. I think we're... Yeah, I could have my sword back. It's my grandmother's. She'd be pissed if I had anything happened to it. Actually, can I? We've heard that a druid was captured on the second floor. Yes. How did you find her? Can I ask? She was... <sighs> Rather embarrassing for her, I guess I could say, is uh, she seemed to be in a different form, trying to crawl under the door of the princess's bedroom and transformed, making a lot of racket. What was she trying to do? I can only assume she was trying to get in or out from underneath the crack of the door in a different form. Well, it's a good thing that you caught someone breaking and entering into the castle. Agreed. Wait, I don't think I've introduced myself. David, right? I'm Godfrey. And Godfrey sticks out a hand to shake. He reaches out, like, and it's a very dainty, like, three-finger thumb and two-finger handshake. It's nice to meet you, Godfrey. Okay. Godfrey's doing this handshake to see if it passes through, like, an illusion to shake the hand. Hmm. It does not. Feels like a solid hand. Hmm. So, um... Would you like to be escorted directly to the dungeon, or? <laughs> what? That is what That's we're here. That's the princess is? Yes. Very well. And he leads you down. Uh, through the house. Through the entryway. Past the reception area to a door that you see in the wall that tends to lead down. It's a heavy wooden door. Uh, there's no windows on it and it has a very large lock. And David pulls a set of keys from his hip and unlocks them, opens them with an He says, there should be three guards on duty. They change out every four hours. Knock if you need anything. And he once again motions his hand down the stairs. Right. Livy goes first. You can see in the dark. All right, Libby heads down the stairs. Is everyone following? Yep. Yeah. Scylla follows at the back, though. Scylla waits for everyone to get down the steps and sort of looks behind and then follows. Yeah. Zippa also wanted to do that, so Zippa was probably also going to look at you and be like, you can go? <laughs> I gonna, you want me to go first? Or... Okay. <laughs> like, hesitantly goes right before you. Silly just nods at you. So the door closes, and before we get too far, Godfrey's like, I swear I saw the king turn into someone who was dressed just like that. Yeah. You all find yourselves... In a lovely, lovely dungeon. 
You hear and see a few guards in this first room. They're playing cards at a table. They have mugs of water and plates of empty food at this point next to them. They just kind of look at you. Can I help you? What? We're here to see the princess. We're here to help you. Hmm. Didn't think we were... Get ourselves killed. Doing this anymore, but all right. She's back that way. And they point um, to a, a staircase opposite the room that leads to uh, where a few cells are. I'm going to use a second level spell slot to pass guidance on um, Godfrey and Zippa. Uh, not, uh, not guidance, I mean heroism. Sorry. It's 10, you're immune to fear, and you get 10 extra hit points. Awesome. Nice. It's 10, 10 HP. That's, that's the 10, the 10 juicy HP. <laughs> this is a castle. Is it constructed of stone? It is constructed of stone. You're surrounded by cool, damp stone. There's even some moss popping through some places. There's rusty manacles and chains. This is the Pacific Northwest of Rickmonish. It is humid and damp. To emphasize humid, damp stone. (laughs) Yeah, cold. Yeah. No reason. Thank you. (laughs) Love it. Um, Cool. Dope. All right. I thought you were going to do a, this is a Wendy's to me, but this is a castle. <laughs> um, as a quick question about your heroism, is this different than normal or is this just an upcast second level? Uh, two up, upcast just lets me do one more person. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed so, to be that's it. only 10 HP equal to your spell casting ability modifier at the start of each of our turns. Uh, Oh. Uh, get some hit points equal to your spellcasting. Oh, never mind then. You don't get 10. You get my spellcasting modifier, which is. Uh, I think that's. Yeah, I think it's four. You get four. Okay, cool. But it's a four that I just replenishes every single turn. Oh, dope. Great. Are you all heading towards so the area of the of the dungeon that the guards pointed out to you? How closely attention are these guards? There's two of them, right? Mm-hmm. Are, are they, they're not being super attentive, um, or they're just like hanging out at a at their post. Yeah, they're just hanging out at a table down here. Their post is to make sure that the princess doesn't like the guard, like the prisoners don't escape. So. They're blocking the um, exit. Anyone leave any weapons from the last shift change hanging around? Oh, yeah. There are weird, rusty short swords, long swords, halberds. Uh, I have two hand axes on me still. Definitely only used for cutting wood. <laughs> Morgus takes a halberd. Kidding. Um. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely stuff. They didn't check. Um, but to grab them, you would have to like make it past the guards or distract them somehow. Um, uh, if we would, if so, only we had a- so my thing is, if we're walking past them, is if there is an opportunity to walk past them and for Scylla, and I realize it's probably going to be a little bit tricky, but if I can drop down a bit, pick up without on the way in. If only we had a distracting bard in the party. Give me a sleight of hand check. Can I help at all by being an obnoxious little Yeah, what are you doing? Uh, Livy will slide onto the table, fold his legs and say, So, how long have you both been here? (laughs) Wait, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. That was a... Wait, 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 wait. Oh, fuck, I just turned my fucking... I don't know. 20! Yeah. Whoa. It was not 20. I just 
still like to imagine Libby does this. I mean, that's like, cool too. If you want that 20 to be his success, go for it. Will you be here later when uh, we get back? <laughs> I use chrono shift. Kidding. Um, I love that. You got an at 20. You succeed. You grab what you want. I would say you can even grab two things if you'd like as Libby does his thing. <laughs> and the guards are both just looking at you like kind of confused like not confused by the the come on but just like confused by like they're working in a dungeon and you're here to do something and they're like what the hell is happening right now <laughs> hell yeah <clears throat> uh yeah so reaches down and um I'm, I'm not really looking when i'm picking these up so i'm gonna reach down i'm gonna pick up probably a short sword and whatever the other thing is yeah, i'm gonna guess it's not the long sword that i'm used to but yeah would it go ahead let's let's roll for it listen i'm just saying we you spend a lot of time down here i'm uh, interested to hear your stories you grab two daggers and a long sword fuck she nice. she sort of she palms both of the shorts, uh, the daggers in her left hand, uh, but comfortably sort of handles the long sword like she's used mm. to. Uh, the guards look back at you, Libby. Anyway, um, yeah, she's over there. If you want to go see her, all right. And he like just sits up and like stretches. <laughs> Be boring, whatever. Uh. Great. And at this point, because we are in a dungeon, this is essentially considered a combat encounter, and I will need you all to move your own tokens throughout the map. Um, um, the place where they said the hallway is, is to everyone's left and forward down a small hallway. Is this dungeon lit enough for the guards to see? Yes, there well? are torches around. Okay. Godfrey and Ziba lead the way down the hall as the party goes. You pass a few different chambers, meeting rooms, looks like someone's office, uh, a locked door with a bunch of armor behind it, including like full plate mail, leather studded armor, leather armor, all different kinds. Um, seems like a storage area as well as a dungeon. And as you continue through this doorway, which is open, there's uh, another chamber you make it through as you head down. You can hear the rustling, the speaking of voices. Two feminine sounding voices over to your left, Avis. As Ziba and, and the party make it through the beginning of the map. They got too many cells. How many people are they locking up down here? And Morgus, you hear, let's say Morgus, Scylla, and Godfrey, you all hear a very familiar sounding voice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that it's kind of weird. I, I never really not been a mouse when I wanted to be a mouse before, so I guess it's a little strange of Fern talking to someone in a cell. Uh, as you see Fern and the princess sharing cells next to each other. Fern looks freshly jailed, mostly clean, some mud on the bottom of her pants and boots, um, and is manacled to the wall with a plate of half-eaten bread and some water straw and a few raggedy linens on the bottom of the stone and then the cell next to her there is a very thin hallowed eyed gaunt elf in a pink dress with that's just shredded the skirt is just shredded almost gone you see little splotches of burn marks acid erosion, just dirt and grime. 
She's kind of clutching Ooh. onto the fabrics as she clings to the corner shadows where the torchlight doesn't quite hit. Oh, hi, Morgus. You're right, Fern. I'm okay. Could be better. <laughs> I, I, Bit Bitsy told me what happened. Hi, Bitsy. She says hello. Yeah. <laughs> she's um she's not around right now. We're here to help the princess. Um Okay. Because that's what Weaver told us to focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, Always on a mission. Hi. Cool. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'll be here. <laughs> she kind of lifts her arm and her leg, and you hear the rattle of chains. <laughs> Is that the princess? Where? Who, who is that woman next to you? Oh, yeah. She can't see through stone. I was told that was her. She hasn't said anything. Silla <sighs> puts her hand up. I'm not even being subtle about it this time, uh, and cast Divine Sense. This time, um, you are legitimately gutted and knocked to your knees at the feeling that permeates from this creature in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Morgus will, like, go to, like, catch you or support you. I think that's it in terms of your channel divinities for the day. Yeah, yep, I'm spent. Your divine sense. Divine sense, thank you. Different yep. channel divinity. My beyond was being funny, but I was, I got it. You're good, yeah. Um, can you transform into an animal now? Uh, no. I'm only, I can only do it a few times a day, and I was trying to, like, help, but I'm spent. Just how I ended up here. <laughs> okay, Fern, we're going. They're going to be okay. Oh, I know. We're going. Okay. We're going to cure the princess. Mm -hmm. But she might be a bit volatile. Mm -hmm. um, we will we'll make sure to protect you and that she's... I'm not going to worry about me. <laughs> we will, but okay. Just to be clear, you aren't responsible for what happened to the princess, right? Me? Godfrey, you've known me for a year. Be surprised what secrets people can keep. <sighs> that sounds ominous. Okay, I think you're in the clear. I think, um... Well, maybe there's one thing you should know. I haven't told anyone because I didn't want anyone to worry. But I felt like this calling when I sleep. A calling? Yeah. A calling to... Let loose all the animals. And to, to kill all the people so that the earth is free. But it's not me. It's coming from somewhere else. We'll handle that once we're done with this. I think that maybe the princess heard it too and gave in. I don't think that they were wrong when they said that the druids were causing a problem. I wrote to my mother about it and she was feeling it too. And my sisters. And all the snakes have been acting weird. Hmm. 
Snake specifically snakes. Yeah. Normally so quiet and secretive and they run away if you try to catch them. Now it's like they're coming into people's homes and like I don't know. It's weird. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Anyway, All right. I'll be here. All right, wanna go in, guys? Yep. Uh, what we're about to do, Fern, might seem a little violent, but trust us, it's the only thing that we can do. I trust you, Godfrey. Right? All right. Head into the cell. You guys don't have a key to the cell. Didn't give us a key? Not to the cell. You didn't ask for one. We go back and ask for a key. <laughs> they disagree with you wholeheartedly about letting her out and refuse to give you a key. Can well, I'm not saying let her out, but we need to guess. Can lock you in, sure, if you want to go home in a casket. That's your deal. They, one of them stands up and walks back to the the cell with you. It's going to be the only way we get this done is if they lock... Yeah. Going to be the only way we get this done if they lock us in. Right. We're either leaving here successfully or we're leaving in bags. Oh, yeah. Love the optimism. He opens the door and ushers whoever wants to go in in very quickly. Yeah, I head in. You go in? Do I think I could cast my spells through the bars? Yes. Absolutely. I stay outside. All right. Anyone else going in? Silla goes in. Mavis? I really don't want to, but I am not much help out here. You don't have to. I go in. I go in. I feel bad now. I go in. <laughs> it's getting Morgus very hesitates. cramped in this cell. Yeah. Card looks at you again. You going in? You're staying out. And at Avis and Ziba. Not holding this open any longer, and he goes to close the door. <laughs> you going in? <laughs> If not, it closes the door and locks it and walks away. And Zippa is left on cool. the outside. I don't think Zippa could do it, though. That's fine. I don't think Zippa could torture a person. Zippa is outside of the cell as the rest of the party enters. It is very cramped. You all, there's no way, Scylla, you are full swinging a longsword with all of these people in here. Um... The princess doesn't move, doesn't acknowledge the change of space, doesn't acknowledge the door has opened. Just grabs at this cloth, white-knuckled, as she sits with her back to the corner, her knees pulled up to her chest, and this shredded cloth draped over her. Straw kind of sticking out from around her bum. a wrap on episode 68 thank you so much for listening we have so much happening in the new year i cannot tell you how excited i am our q1 stream is going to be mwah, chef's kiss we have more guests for the stream i can't wait to tell you who those folks are um the collection of short stories we're writing or i'm writing based off of the characters um some of the npcs in rick Monish, 
they're done. They're going off to the editor. We're looking at book covers. Uh, and we're going to do more, but then what? Uh, so if you're interested in all the things that are happening with the studio, join our Discord. Follow us on Twitch. Follow us on YouTube. Be sure to leave a review and like the episodes wherever you're listening to these. Uh, we love you all. Thank you so much. Uh, intro and outro by Nolan Clock. Everything else by myself from the cast. Have a great day. Thank you.